0: Hello, I'm Dave Dino. Welcome to The Living Word with biblical archaeologist and evangelist John Carter. John, we began our program by referring to Exodus chapter 20, and I want to go back there and I want to complete that passage because it says more about the Sabbath. It begins again at verse 8, and let me read it to you. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord. In it, You shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant, or your cattle, or your sojourner who stays with you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. The question before us today is, does the Christian church today keep the Sabbath day Holy. And what is the Sabbath day to us today? Dave, virtually every church
1: believes in the keeping of the Ten Commandments. Now, we should answer one little objection right up front. Mm. People say, well, if you uphold the Ten Commandments, that means that you don't believe in grace. No, mm. oh, no, no, no. I believe in the biblical teaching of grace alone through faith alone. I believe we're saved through what Jesus has already done for us when he died for our sins on the cross. Mm -hmm. That, of course, is historic Christianity. It's also historic Christianity that a person, because he loves God, will want to keep the Ten Commandments. Christians across North America when they've had these awful bombings in the high schools, have been quick to remind government officials that when the Ten Commandments were removed, that's when these awful tragedies started. Franklin Graham, when he was over in Colorado at one of these awful bombings, made the remark, the Vice President was there, he said, Schools can be dangerous places when we remove
0: the Ten Commandments. I saw a sign outside of a school, one of the schools down in San Diego, where students use guns. And it was a question and an answer sign. The question was thrown to God. The answer came from God. The question was, Dear God, how could you allow this in our schools? The answer from God, when was I allowed in your school?
1: Yeah, oh, that's
0: that's it's a telling statement.
1: Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? And so, uh, historically, all Christian people, all good people, have taught that a person ought to keep the commandments of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very society that we belong to is based upon a, a recognition that you must have a law. If you take law away, you have uh, anarchy. You have a destruction of the fabric of society. Now, to answer your question, Dave, and to probe it a little further, if I may, the Sabbath has been perceived down through the ages, not so today so much, but it has been perceived by a multitude of of Christians as being the very foundation of worship. Mm -hmm. Now, God says, remember the Sabbath day. He doesn't say, remember thou shalt not kill. Most of us remember not to go around killing people. He says, remember, thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, maybe he should have said that. (laughs) But, you, you know, we remember those commandments. We remember all of those commandments. But there is one commandment that it appears that we are prone to forget. It's the fourth one. And that's why God said, remember, because he knew that we would forget. Remember. The sabbath day to keep it holy six days thou shalt labor i'm quoting the king james version and to all thy work but the seventh day is the sabbath of the lord thy god in it thou shalt not do any work therefore the person who made me the creator of the ends of the earth and the creator of the ends of the universe who made me as a human being knows what is best for me and the Creator said to me long ago when he gave the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy
0: John isn't it interesting that within the Christian church today out of the Ten Commandments this is the only one where there is disagreement
1: yes and not only disagreement Dave but this regard not any disagreement but disregard we've all heard of the great theologian Karl Barth they said he was the greatest theologian of the 20th century whether that is so or not I can't judge but he quoted some author I don't remember the author but Karl Barth took this statement and put it in one of his works and if this old memory is working today I'm going to try to pick out the statement from out of the cells up here. Karl Barth said, When the day of God becomes the day of man, society and humanity wither away and the demons rule. When the day of God becomes the day of man, society and humanity wither away and the demons rule. I believe today that in much of society we have a withering away of the very fabric that has made us into what God wants us to be. And I believe that the demons are ruling. And I believe it is because we are no longer honoring the commandments of God especially the one commandment
0: that God said remember why why is it so relevant to today's world to keep the Sabbath we know about murder and adultery mm-hmm. and theft and stealing and lying for many people the issue of the Sabbath is not nearly as
1: non relevant or important a non-issue.
0: Dave, if I were interviewing you today,
1: I would ask you this question. Would you agree with me when I would say that society today is not as strong, the home is not as strong as it was, say, 50 or 100 years ago? Remember the, the Puritan heritage that we enjoy in this country, but remember there was a day in America when virtually everybody went to church, mm-hmm. when virtually every farmer out there on the prairie, I was going to say turned off the tractor, but they mm-hmm. didn't have tractors, mm-hmm. but they they let the horses go. Right. There was no work on what they considered to be the Lord's Day. And the family got in the buggy or the whatever you call it in this country, behind the, the horses, mm-hmm. and they jogged off to church, and they went in there, and they... They listened to a Bible sermon, and they worshipped, and they prayed to God. And the Sabbath was not spent in in making a living. It was spent in a time of, of fellowship, and a time of meditation, and a time of prayer. You go back a century, and the great uh, revivalist... Uh, um, Moody made the statement, he said, Many a man has been shorn of spiritual power like Samson was shorn of his locks Mm. because he was not straight on this question. And if you go back even further, if you go back to the days of the great English revivalist, the great John Wesley who raised up the Methodist Church, and we can read his writings today, of course, in his book, 44 Sermons, He talks about the upholding of the Ten Commandments, and he talks specifically about the keeping of the Sabbath. As a day when families came together, they came together, families actually worshiped together, and they sat in church. And they let the world go by for 24 hours, and they gave that time to God for spiritual growth. I believe that when society drifted away from the holy sabbath day they were embarking upon a course where humanity
0: and society would wither away and the demons would rule when we talk about the sabbath there are two things hmm. that we normally talk about one is the day yes the other is the practice yes we'll come back to the day in just a moment hmm. i want to talk more about the practice hmm. and what has become of the sabbath in its practice now you've already alluded to what the sabbath used to be Mm -hmm. i'd like to hear a little bit more about that particularly if you can from god's perspective i mean why did he create this unique day for us what is its value in our life
1: dave let me tell you a little story we go to wales we go back there a long, long time ago, during the days of the Industrial Revolution. They had little ponies that used to work down the mines. Mm. They never saw the light of day. Those little ponies became blind. Mm -hmm. And after they became blind, they got all sorts of diseases and they died. Now, the mine owners, not because they loved the little ponies, but because they loved money, said, we've got to change this situation. Hmm. So they brought the little Welsh ponies up out of the mines every Sabbath day Hmm. and let them out in the fields. And the ponies did not go blind, and the ponies lived long lives because they remembered the Sabbath day Mm -hmm. to keep it holy. Dave, the world is toiling. And because the world is toiling in a pit where there's a lot of darkness, men have become spiritually blinded. And God gave us the Sabbath, and we can read some texts about this. God gave us the Sabbath not to rob us of our time, but to introduce us to a a time frame where we can shut out the world and where we can unwind and we can obey the words of jesus when he said come apart and rest a while and somebody said if you don't come apart spiritually you will certainly Mm. come apart so we must come apart before we come apart the sabbath is first mentioned dave and i am going to answer your question
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and i'm going to turn to the bible and genesis chapter 2 the Mm -hmm. very beginning of Of life on this planet as we understand it it says thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array by the seventh day and once again you have the emphasis here on the seventh day Mm -hmm. by the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing so on the seventh day he rested from all he worked Mm -hmm. so God rested was he tied I don't think so God rested and God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done these verses give us the very basis for Sabbath keeping it is divine rest God himself needed divine rest and we need today divine rest from our human restlessness Saint Augustine the great Roman Catholic theologian said many, many, many years ago, our souls were made for God and they cannot rest until they rest in him. So man is restless, man is rushing, man is tearing, man is burning up the highway of, of the world and he's forgotten to come apart. We are made in the image of God, but man, as Alexander Solzhenitsyn says, has largely forgotten God, and all these things have come upon us. The demons are ruling. And what is needed is to obey the divine instruction and to come apart. It doesn't talk about the Lord's hour. It talks about the Lord's day. And come apart and follow the example of our wise Heavenly Father, the Creator, who rested to set us an example
0: it is God who created us yes he knows what we need absolutely there's a prophecy the Lord himself speaks this prophecy because he's asked he's asked by the disciples Hmm. you know what are some of the signs of the the final days the end days Mm -hmm. and he talks there about the abandonment of the Sabbath he says just as it was in the days of Noah so shall it be yes And he talks about how commerce Mm. is just going to be going wild yes men will be buying and selling Mm. and it seems to me that that is exactly what we see ourselves first of all already immersed in Mm. and headed toward in an even more furious manner yes indeed is this Sabbath than just a Jewish holiday.
1: Uh, No, because the very passage I read here uh, predates the Jews by thousands of years. Mm. Uh, Jesus said, and of course Jesus uh, was a Sabbath keeper, Mm. and we can show passages on this, and Jesus had a tremendously high regard for the Sabbath. In fact, He risked His mission and His life to show the importance of the Sabbath. But Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm. Now, the Jewish Pharisees had got things around completely the wrong way. They had literally thousands of, of ridiculous, foolish rules about keeping the Sabbath. For instance, you could not turn a light on on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You could only walk what they call a Sabbath day's journey. Now, that, that, then, those things are not commanded in the Bible.
0: Mm.
1: Some people say, well, look, you've got all these rules that nobody can keep. Well, God doesn't want you to keep those foolish traditions. And so they had made man for the Sabbath. They thought the Sabbath was more important for man, but Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man. M A N doesn't spell J E W. It says the woman was made for man, mm-hmm. but most of us seem to have found ourselves wives. When Jesus says the Sabbath was made for man, he means for the good of mankind. Dave. Our Father in Heaven knows best, but we, in our futility and in our striving to do things our own way, think that we can do things better than God. But God has has made us. He knows knows we're like these little Welsh ponies, and He Mm. knows that as we toil seven days a week, we're going to go spiritually blind. And I believe it is the forsaking of the seventh-day Sabbath, it is the forsaking of the Lord's Day, that has led largely to the unrest in society. People no longer have time for their families. We talk about quality time. We spend quality time with our families. That's really a a clever way of saying, well, we don't have time for you, but we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time with you, but it'll be quality time. We ought to have quantity time and quality time. Now, in our frantic, race to fulfill our human potential and to get all those things, those goodies, and to win those things by by slaving to get them. The great tendency is that we forget God. Mm. And remember, our souls are made for God. When we forget God, when God is left out of our lives, we become unbalanced personalities. Uh, Dr. Billy Graham made the remark a number of years ago that all sorts of psychological delusions happen to human souls when they
0: forget God
1: and when they willfully disregard his commandments.
0: John, why did Jesus suffer persecution when he did good things on the Sabbath?
1: well Jesus suffered persecution because the people back there when we say the Jews we should not give the impression that we are uh, criticizing the Jewish people Mm -hmm. but we are talking about those Jewish leaders Mm -hmm. those religious fanatics who were running Israel on that occasion those people had built up such a a system of man-made traditions and they believed in righteousness by works, that a person became righteous by, mm. by attainment rather than by atonement. Mm-hmm. And so they had literally thousands of rules about the Sabbath. Jesus considered that the Sabbath was so important that when he came, he liberated it from the bondage of tradition. And Dave, I, I'd like to give you just, in response to your excellent question, I'd like to turn over here to Matthew 12. Mm-hmm. And this chapter is entitled, Lord of the Sabbath, but it's given in the context of chapter 11. And I'd like to read these words that introduce the controversy about the Sabbath. Mm. Come to me, Jesus said, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is the burden bearer. And Jesus is the one who gives us rest. We don't find any rest until we come to Jesus because he's the Lord. He's the Savior. He's the creator. So he says, come unto me, and I will give you rest. And then he goes right on in the next chapter and talks about the importance of the Sabbath, which is divine rest for human restlessness. Mm -hmm. Please let me read it. Mm -hmm. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath his disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. What's wrong with that? When the Pharisees saw this they said to him look your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Mm. Unlawful as far as their laws were concerned but not unlawful as far as the Word of God is concerned and so Jesus then said to them haven't you read what David did when he was hungry What his companions did too? He entered the house of God and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. Or haven't you read in the law that on the temple, on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple desecrate the day and yet are innocent? I tell you that one greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. He's not saying, I'm abolishing the Sabbath, but he's saying, I don't care for your man-made traditions that have turned this wonderful institution of divine rest into a yoke of bondage and a curse. And then he, he does something wonderful. Going on from there, he went into their synagogue, and a man with a shriveled hand was there looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a man than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out, and it was completely restored, just as sound as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted how they might kill Jesus. Jesus, Dave, I want everybody to understand the importance of this. Jesus risked his life and his ministry to show the importance of the Sabbath. Mm. He didn't do that for circumcision. He didn't do that for the ceremonial law. But he said, You folks have got it all wrong. Here is a poor man who had this shriveled hand. The Pharisees would look after their sheep better than they would a human being. So Jesus says, Stretch out your hand. In the Gospels, you have recorded seven. Now, seven, they say, is a pretty important number. Mm -hmm. You have recorded seven instances where jesus performed mighty works of healing on the sabbath hmm. this man with a shriveled hand mm-hmm. a man who was a cripple been a cripple for years mm-hmm. he healed him on the sabbath man who was blind wow. he healed him on the sabbath peter's mother and uh mother-in-law yes peter's mother-in-law had a burning fever he healed the fever on the sabbath wow. Man had dropsy he healed it on the sabbath jesus was saying The Sabbath is the day for good things to happen. The Sabbath is the day for healing. It is the day when crippled people get straight. It is the day when blind eyes start to see. It is the day when people who are feverish with the passion of sin receive the cooling healing of the gospel. The Sabbath was made for man. It was made for the benefit of the human race and God gave us the Sabbath so that the human race could be restored. And so Jesus risked His life to show the importance of the Sabbath day for the simple reason the human race needs the Sabbath. And we need it today in this crazy, mixed-up world more than we've ever needed it before.
0: John, if we come to an understanding of the importance of the Sabbath, that we need to keep it in our lives, Hmm. then the question comes, How do we know that we're keeping it or if we're breaking it? And I'm going to go back to that passage of Scripture again. Mm. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, Mm. you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. What does that mean? How do we know whether we're breaking or keeping the Sabbath? Excellent,
1: excellent question. The Bible here is talking about secular work, the work you you do to earn a living. Ah. Now, here Jesus did healing. Well, that's work too, but it is a work, it is a work of mercy. We ought to heal the sick on the Sabbath. And here were disciples walking through some fields, wheat fields, cornfields, and they plucked the ears and they start mm-hmm. to eat. The Sabbath was given for the good of mankind. It was given for our blessing. It is a blessing to eat on the Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Now, some would yes, say, well
1: look, you're working when you're eating. Hey, that's that's what the Pharisees said. Yeah. But the Bible when it talks in what rather God when he talks in Exodus chapter twenty, when he gives the Ten Commandments, is talking about that secular employment that draws our minds away from God. We should give up the Bible says secular employment secular activity and come apart and worship God and draw strength and become spiritually spiritually strengthened again
0: it seems like this is one of those issues where we can take it far beyond what God intended and that seems to be a human nature thing yes it is that we can suddenly take what God intends for our rest Hmm. And we can put it upon ourselves and others as a heavy yoke of legalism. Mm -hmm.
1: Legalism is a curse. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Yes. Um, If you add to legalism, then human traditions, all of these traditions that men have devised to keep people on the, the straight and narrow path. When you have legalism, which is an attitude that says, if I can do, 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 god will love me Mm -hmm. that's legalism Mm -hmm. legalism is doing certain things so that you can earn the merit of god Uh, that's the religion of the pharisees we are all born pharisees we Mm -hmm. come by it naturally because of the sin that is in our hearts but then you compound this legalism with the making of of human traditions now jesus said in mark chapter 7 concerning human traditions in vain do you worship me teaching for doctrines the commandments of men He said, you've got a fine way of doing away with the commandments of God by your tradition. So Jesus said, human tradition, when it conflicts with the law of God, is a bad thing and it needs to go. But if we keep God's commandments as Jesus kept them, Mm -hmm. and according to the plan of God, we will find that there is nothing but blessing in keeping those commandments. The commandments were not given to take anything from us. The commandments were given to enrich our lives and to save us from sin
0: let's go back then to your statement about the Ten Commandments and the keeping of the law yes because it brings us back around to well then what am I saying about the keeping of the Sabbath and we're talking here now specifically about the practice and we're going to get to the day in just a moment Hmm. are we saying then that if I don't keep the Sabbath that I am perhaps violating something like my salvation? I mean, is my salvation dependent upon keeping the Sabbath?
1: My salvation, Dave, is dependent upon one person, and that's Jesus. Hmm. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I'm not saved by my success in keeping the commandments. I'm saved through what Jesus has done for me. But when I am saved, I'm saved not to live a life of disobedience, but to live a life of obedience. Let me read you a text, if I may, over here in 1 John. Hmm. And uh, I'm rather glad that I never wrote these words because these words are... Are rather strong, hmm. but then we can talk about what is meant here
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is how this is first John chapter five, verse two and onwards. This is how we know that we love the children of God by loving God and carrying out his commandment commands or commandments. This is love for God to obey his commands, and his commands are not burdensome, so the Bible says. If you, want to, if you truly love God, then you'll want to keep his commandments. Just as if your children love you, Dave, they'll want to obey what you tell them to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, over here in 1 John chapter 2, the Bible says, We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Mm-hmm. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. This is 1 John chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. The Bible says that if a person professes to be a follower of Christ and knowingly breaks the commandments of God, that person is a liar. And the truth is not in him. So God is not going to take to heaven a person who is a willing and a willful liar. But the point is, the emphasis in my remarks a moment ago were knowingly. I believe this, and I want to say this so that every person watching this telecast will have no doubt about what we believe on this. I believe that there are going to be multitudes of people in the kingdom of God who did not keep the true seventh day Bible Sabbath. I believe they're going to be in the majority. Hmm. Well, I've got to think about that because when I read the Bible, every, all the people in the Old Testament were Sabbath keepers. Ah. And Jesus was a Sabbath keeper. Hmm. All the apostles were Sabbath keepers. Hmm. And all the early Christians were Sabbath keepers. But it is true that in the past 2,000 years, there have been millions of earnest Christians, and there are today millions of them who don't keep the Bible Sabbath Because they don't understand these things, they are not willingly trying to desecrate the commandments Mm -hmm. of God. Not at all. These truths have not been given to them. They have not seen them, uh, as I believe some others have. And they believe that they're following God. But when a person willingly disregards any part of the Bible, then of course he's saying he doesn't really believe in Christ. But I believe, Dave, that there are going to be a multitude of people in the Kingdom of God through circumstances who did not understand the great truth about the seventh-day Sabbath.
0: John, what day is the Lord's Day?
1: The Lord's Day, the Bible says, is the seventh day. Mm -hmm. Um, In Revelation 1.10, you got a lot of good questions. There, don't you? Mm, I'm going to yeah. challenge you on this. I, 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 can, I can sort of feel I'm being set up here. <laughs> <laughs> Revelation 10 says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. That text doesn't tell me what day is the mm-hmm. Lord's Day. Uh, people say, well, that day is so and so. Well, that's all right. You can think that. But that text doesn't say. Mm-hmm. It says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's mm-hmm. Day. What does that text tell me? It tells me there's a Lord's Day. Well, some people say, well, every day is a Sabbath. Every day is the Lord's Day. No, that's not so. Uh, God has a Lord's Day. The Bible talks about the Lord's Supper. Now, the Lord's Supper is not any old supper. It's not every supper, is it? No. No. The Lord's Supper is the special supper that is dedicated in memory of the Lord. The Lord's Day is the very special day that is dedicated in memory of our Lord God, the Creator. So there is a Lord's Day. Now... I don't go to the Church Fathers to discover what the Lord's Day is because the Church Fathers are not a reliable source of truth. Mm. I go to the Bible. Mm. And when I turn over here to the book of Isaiah, chapter 58 and verse 13, it says, If you keep your feet from breaking the Sabbath and from doing as you please on my holy day, Mm. if you call the Sabbath a delight, That's what it ought to be it's a delight Mm -hmm. it's a great day if you call the sabbath a delight and the lord's holy day honorable then you will find your joy in the lord so the bible says that there is a lord's day and then the bible says that the lord's day is the sabbath now there's a reason that the lord's day is the sabbath Mm -hmm. because the bible tells me that jesus was the person who created the world It says that in John chapter 1, the book of Colossians. Jesus was the active agent in creation. The world was made through God the Son. Therefore, when it says in Genesis 2, and God rested on the Sabbath day, God blessed the Sabbath day, God made it holy, it's talking about Jesus. Jesus made the world. Jesus made the Sabbath. And if Jesus made the Sabbath, then the Sabbath is His day. It is the Lord's day. And it is the Sabbath of the Bible. And you read the text, Dave, right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I never knew you were going to read it. But mm. you read the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments that Almighty God gave in fire on Mount Sinai says the seventh day is the Sabbath.
0: Let's talk about the seventh day for so a moment.
1: So the seventh day is the Lord's day.
0: Well, I'm going to play a numbers game with yeah, you, though. okay. Okay? okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We look at the calendar today. Yes. And a week on the calendar is Sunday through Saturday. So Saturday is the seventh day of the week Mm. on a calendar,
1: on 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 the wall. On a correct calendar. Though in some parts of Europe, Ah. they have messed with the calendar. But in a correct calendar, it is exactly as you say.
0: Well, let's talk about the practice of the week, however. Mm. Because most of us live our weeks not necessarily thinking that Sunday is the first day of the week. So many of us live our weeks as if Monday through Friday, the first five days of the week, as we think of them, Mm -hmm. are the first, you know, the work days and the first five. And then we've got Saturday and Sunday to rest, six and seven. Mm -hmm. And therefore somebody could say, well, in the practice of our lives, in the pattern of our lives, Mm -hmm. Sunday is the seventh day. Dave, I would put this to you and to the viewers of this
1: program. god has given me a bible god has given me a mind and jesus said sanctify them by your truth your word is truth Mm. jesus told us to search the scriptures therefore it is not enough for me personally to say well this is how i see it or Uh this is my custom or this is what society does I believe that as a searcher for truth who wishes to please God I must see what the Bible says. Now I would like to turn to a text when we talk about because I am going to get in ahead of I'm getting ahead of you <laughs> a little bit here cuz I want to talk to a text that tells you normally us, are ahead of me. No no I'm not but I want to stay ahead of you on this special subject. I got to turn over here to Luke chapter 23 and David talks about the day when Jesus died. The Bible says it was the preparation day and the Sabbath was about to begin. This is Luke 23, Mm -hmm. verse 54. Mm -hmm. Jesus died on the preparation day. If we go to uh, Easter weekend, uh, the day when Jesus died, we recognize as being Good Friday. Mm -hmm. That's the the day when Jesus, our blessed Lord died. He Mm -hmm. died on the Friday. Well, some people say there's been a, a theory that's been concocted largely uh, in disarray today that maybe jesus died on wednesday he rose on saturday mm-hmm. um, that is not believed really by any scholars who understand the bible it's based upon a gross misunderstanding of how the bible reckons time mm-hmm. but the bible says that jesus died on the preparation day that is friday mm-hmm. and then it says the sabbath was about to begin The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes. But they rested on the Sabbath Mm -hmm. in obedience to the commandment. Chapter 24, verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices which they had prepared, and they went to the tomb. And glory be to God, the resurrection had occurred. So here you've got three days. The day when Jesus dies. This is the preparation day or Friday. Mm -hmm. Then you have the third day there. That's the first day of the week. That's the day when Jesus rose from the dead. Most Christians will tell you that they keep Sunday because Jesus rose on the first day. Mm -hmm. So they recognize that Sunday is the first day of the week. And many of them are very sincere in this idea. Sunday is the resurrection day and that's the day we keep it. But the day between Friday and the first day, the Bible says, is the Sabbath of the commandment after three and a half years of living with jesus of talking to jesus of walking with jesus of listening to jesus those disciples were keeping the seventh day Mm. sabbath on what we call saturday or more than that because in the bible the sabbath and every day goes from sunset to sunset mm-hmm. leviticus twenty-three thirty-two says from even unto even mm. the romans brought in from midnight to midnight ah. did you know that the scotch christians the scottish people kept the seventh day sabbath for a thousand years after christ mm. from sunset friday to sunset saturday mm. and if you go to the land of abyssinia or ethiopia there are millions of coptic christians who continue to keep they keep both days, one because of tradition, one because mm. of the Bible. But they keep the seventh-day Sabbath from sunset Friday to sunset Saturday because they've never lost it from the days of the Bible. Mm. So if you go according to the, to the teachings of the Bible, the Bible Sabbath, the Sabbath of the, of the commandment, the Sabbath that Jesus kept, our Lord, the Sabbath that the disciples kept is the day between Friday and Sunday.
0: John, how did it get changed? How did the Lord's Day get changed then by the church from Saturday to Sunday? Do
1: you really want me to answer that question?
0: (laughs) I have a feeling this is a very
1: good answer. Well, I have a feeling that's a very good question. Dave, it is argued, let me say this, let me preface this. I don't believe in bigotry, and those who watch our programs know we don't believe in bigotry. Mm -hmm. God has got a big family, Mm -hmm. and God reads the human heart. And some of the most wonderful Christians I know are Sunday-keeping Christians. Mm -hmm. Though Sunday-keeping is as rare as hen's teeth today.
0: Very Mm -hmm. few Mm -hmm.
1: people keep Sunday as the Lord's Day. Mm -hmm. They keep it few keep it as the Lord's hour ah. and then they spend the rest of the day in secular activity so it's not like it used to be there was a day in America when people kept Sunday as the Sabbath and I mm-hmm. would say that society was a far better society far less crime I agree far fewer divorces mm-hmm. you didn't have kids getting killed in high schools when people were going to church That's true. and keeping the Sabbath and keeping it as a holy day. However, getting back to my point, I believe that God has a multitude of people who, who believe that in keeping Sunday in one way or the other that they are following the Bible. So let me make this plain. Mm-hmm. We're not here to criticize them or to question their salvation or to say anything that is legalistic or, or unkind. Having said that, many of those good folks have come to me and they say, well, Jesus changed the day. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Dave, I've challenged people around the world, you can read this old book through, and there is no record in the New Testament of Jesus changing the day. Jesus was a Sabbath keeper. There is no record of Jesus saying, we're going to change the fourth commandment so that You don't keep the seventh, but you're going to keep the first day. Others say, well, what happened was this, that the Holy Apostles, when they received the Holy Spirit, changed the day from the seventh day to the first day of the week in honor of the resurrection. And there, they say, there are texts in the Bible that prove that. Mm -hmm. Dave, it isn't true. (laughs) Let us take The main text, Acts 20, verse 7. It says, On the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, we were in this upper chamber, and Paul was preaching to us, and there were many lights in that place. The first day of the week, and it's night time. And Paul is preaching away. He preaches till midnight. And you know the story? There's this young Sounds guy. Sounds like church to me. Yeah, yeah, it's church. But there's <laughs> a, and this next part shows you that it was church. There's a young guy there and he goes sound asleep. And he, I think his name's Eutychus, I think. And he, and he falls out of the window and apparently he's killed. And Paul goes down and takes him up live. Mm. And then Paul preaches on till the morning. So here you have a first day of the week meeting at night time now the next day Paul departs to another town which is 20 miles away the next day he walks 20 miles to the next town now firstly this is a farewell meeting you can have a farewell meeting on any night Mm -hmm. that doesn't make a day holy people say well they were breaking bread that makes it, no that doesn't make it holy either you can break bread on any day of the week but it wasn't A Sunday meeting
0: no wait a minute he was preaching he was
1: preaching preaching doesn't make a day holy either Uh, what is today well it's um, it's not a holy day today and I'm doing a bit of preaching too, Dave it was a first-day meeting at nighttime the day commences at sunset the first day commences at sunset on Saturday The dark part of the first day of the week is Saturday night. And that is why there are various translations, modern translations like the New English Bible, when they translate this text in Acts 27, they translate it on Saturday night Mm. in our fellowship meal. Mm. How did Paul spend Sunday not with the believers but walking 20 miles? That is the strongest text for Sunday keeping. It's not even talking about Sunday. Mm. The next text is 1 Corinthians 16, where they say, well, this is a church collection. Paul says, on the first day of the week, let each one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him. After the Sabbath, they were to do their bookkeeping. Ah. These texts are used as the proof texts for Sunday. But there's no proof, nothing at all. The biblical evidence tells us that Paul was a Sabbath keeper. He went into the synagogue, he preached, he did his healing. The Gentiles came on the Sabbath day to hear the word of God. That's Acts chapter 13. The Gentiles, as well as the Jews, came together to hear the word of God on the Sabbath. The New Testament is a story of Sabbath keeping. But what happened was this. Many, many years after the deaths of the Bible writers a subtle insidious change came to the church the church started to wander from the truth teachings came into the church that were not a part of the plan of God for instance purgatory Mm. the celibacy of priests, the confessional, confessing your sins Mm -hmm. to men. Mm -hmm. Sacraments, indulgences, penance, a multitude of teachings came into the church. We all recognize that. The church became deluged with a flood of human man-made traditions. Dave, all the early Christians were keeping the Sabbath, but as time went by, great pressure was placed upon them, not only to keep the Sabbath, but to keep the Day of the Sun. Mm. The first day of the week was celebrated by the Romans as the Day of the Invincible Sun. And as the church in Rome fell away from the truth, it embraced and accepted the teachings of paganism. That is why one historian said, not only did the church conquer Rome, but Rome conquered Mm -hmm. the church. And this reached a climax in the days of Constantine. We've all heard of him, mm-hmm. the Roman mm-hmm. emperor who was converted, mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. After he was converted, he murdered a number of his family members, but that didn't seem to make any difference mm-hmm. to his conversion. Constantine, for the sake of political unity, wanted to bring in as many pagans into the church as he could. Mm-hmm and to make it easy for the pagans to join the church, he said, let us accept some of the traditions and holy days and customs and ideas of the church for the glory of God, Mm. hence purgatory and Sunday keeping. In fact, the great Roman Catholic Church has made not one statement but hundreds of statements in which they say that they actually change the sabbath from the seventh day to the first day of the week as a mark of their power
0: john what about the majority of christian believers around the world today who now meet and worship on sundays are they sinning let me answer it this way to you firstly god looks upon
1: human hearts God is the judge. I could ask the question: What about the millions of Christians around the world today who are not baptised as Jesus was?
0: Mm.
1: Now, Jesus baptised by immersion. Mm-hmm. Our friends, the Baptists, recognise that. Our friends, the Baptists, say sprinkling is pagan, mm. christening is pagan. We say, How do you know it's pagan? They say, Oh, it came into the days. Of, it came in in the days of the of the great apostasy, It came in in the time of Constantine. That's why we don't have any part of it. We believe in baptism by immersion. We say, good for you. Hmm. Now we say to our Baptists and our other friends, baptism is not found in the Ten Commandments. It's very important though, of course, and we believe in it, but the Sabbath is the very heart and points us to the Creator. We say to those Christians around the world, Is it not time for you and for me to have the courage to explore the scriptures and lay aside our traditions and our prejudices and our bigotries and come apart and reason together and determine that we will follow the word of God? I believe, Dave, as I mentioned before, that God only condemns us when we willingly reject his light but you have asked me for a definition of sin mm. and first john chapter 3 and verse 4 says sin is the transgression of the law sin is breaking the holy law of god The Bible tells me in the book of James that I'm going to be judged by the law of God, saved by grace through faith alone, but judged by the law. The Bible says, to him who knows to do good and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. Far be it for me to judge any man. God is the judge. And once again, I believe there's going to be a multitude of earnest Sunday keepers in the Kingdom of God, just as I believe there are going to be a, a multitude of earnest people who have not been baptized as oh. Jesus was in the Kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. I believe there are going to be a multitude of people in the Kingdom of God who have entertained and practiced pagan practices because they look to Christ alone. But Dave, when the truth of God comes to us, we are under a solemn obligation to walk in the light as God lovingly brings it to us.
0: John, doesn't it come down eventually to thus saith the Lord? And who you love the most. And our response of, as the old hymn says, Mm -hmm. trusting and obeying. Yes, it does. We've talked about for some people what for some people is a very difficult topic.
1: Yes, it is.
0: And yet you've done it in a very kind way.
1: Well, I hope so.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much. Dave,
1: thank you very much.